This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Maybe we can get some insight on the rest of the week and bring in a man who has a brand new show here on the network. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. Let's bring him in. The new host of Send It In starting April 10th at 1.30 in the afternoon. Going to be a new show on the BetQL Network each and every single day. PJ, good morning to you. And we have so much to ask you, including about last night's championship game. We'll look ahead to the Masters. Before we do any of that, tell us about this new show. I've been reading about it, and it looks really exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so like you said, Jenks, 30 minutes, 1.30 Eastern every day. It's going to be an interactive show. So it's kind of a show for the fans. We want to hear your comments. We want people to you know post their picks let me know what they're thinking it's going to be rapid fire so we're excited about it and uh looking forward to get started uh this upcoming monday the 10th yeah so people will get you all to themselves to ask questions like jinx uh should i play this parlay but let's talk about the national championship game because <laughs> yeah I don't know. Like, it was kind of a snoozer when it comes to, like, the actual game because it was pure domination from UConn. Should we have seen this coming? You know, I, I was reading before the game. So that the title game was the fifth time all year that San Diego State was an underdog. And in those five games, the total had gone under by an average of 12.5 points in Aztecs games. So I saw that, and I figured the only way that San Diego State could keep that game close was obviously if it was low scoring. They had to muck it up like they did in most of their tournament games. But UConn was just – they were too good. Um, I took San Diego State plus 7.5. I thought they could find some success keeping that game close. The thing about the Huskies, though, I feel like when we look at that team and when people are betting them, they look at their offense and they see like Sonogo and Hawkins and Newton and their second unit. Guys, it's their defense, though. And the way that Mm. they can strap you down – In the Final Four, especially, what they did to Miami was so impressive. Then you look at Arkansas and Gonzaga, how they were able to limit those offenses. So UConn, it was as impressive a tournament run as I have seen here recently. I think they became the first team ever to win all their tournament games by 13 or more points. To go 6-for-6 in the tournament and not have any games that came down the wire, not have any like survive in advance games where you have to squeak one out. It just it, it really impressive. And uh, they were the best team in college basketball. They deserved to win it, and I'm glad that they did. So, PJ, let me ask you this. When you think about UConn now, this is the fifth title in program history. Do you consider them a blue blood? We tend to think of these programs that are older, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the Huskies don't belong when you talk about the greatest programs or the great programs in college basketball. As someone who follows this sport as much as you do, like how do you consider them? Where, where do you frame them? 
Oh, absolutely, Jenks. I think they're a blue blood because you look at the other blue bloods and how they've won their national titles, right? For the most part, it's been it's been the same mm-hmm. coach here recently. North Carolina, obviously, Dean Smith and Roy Williams have won some. Duke, it's been all Coach K. Um, Kansas, you had Bill Self, obviously, Roy Williams and some guys in the past. So there's been some history. But for the most part, especially these new age blue bloods like a Villanova, that's been all Jay Wright dominating mm-hmm. um, for the most part. And UConn, I mean, whether it's been Jim Calhoun, Kevin Ollie, who won his, now Danny Hurley, the the success that they've had here since really the 2000s, um, I think you got to make them a blue blood. What's wild is we all look at the success guys, but during that stretch, they've missed the tournament like seven times as well. They've had eight years where they haven't even gone to the Sweet 16. So they've been so up and down at times, but yet it feels like when they make a deep run, they always cap it off with the national title. So I think UConn, absolutely. I I don't think there's any question that they're a blue blood. Five is kind of that magic number. It's kind of that tier that now you're in the likes of Duke and Carolina and Kentucky Mm -hmm. and UCLA and you're in a special kind of kind of class right now. So absolutely, I think they're a blue blood. Well, in the golf world, we have the blue blood of majors this week because it's Masters week. So, of course, we're going to have some bets on it. Uh, but first, what should bettors know when betting on the Masters this week, whether it's the conditions, how the course is playing, or which golfers are coming in hot? Yeah, Chelsea, I think it's the first two that you mentioned. Um, the the weather is going to play a big factor this week if it stays true to form, what the forecast is saying. It looks like we're going to get some rain, which is going to be key because that means that the course is going to be wet and it's going to be playing longer So than it already is. It's already playing 7,500 yards, the longest it's ever played. But you're, it's going to favor the longer hitters, and you're going to hear that a lot this week. So you're going to want guys that hit the ball far and have really good short game because, as we know, at Augusta National, the green complexes are as tricky as they'll see all year. And uh, now that they've now that they've lengthened the course to go along with the wet conditions, it's going to make it really tricky. Um, so when you're looking at guys to target, right, there's a reason Rory and Scotty are plus 700. They both hit the ball far. They both have really good short games. They both have great course history at the Masters. Rory's had seven top tens in his last nine appearances. Scotty have obviously won the green jacket last year. Um, what, what makes this tournament interesting, though, guys, this year is the fact that we have our big three at the top with Rory, Scotty, and Rom. If one of those guys don't win it, though, there, there's good numbers on some of these other golfers, and you can make a case for a bunch of different guys. If you're just fitting the profile of guys I just talked about who hit the ball far and uh, have good short game, Tony Finau at 25 to 1, Cam Young at 30 to 1. He dropped this morning. He was at 33 to 1 last night. Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris. So there are some names of guys who can hit the ball far. Um, there are. F- there are 10 par fours guys that are over 440 yards this year. So you combine that. And then again, with the wet conditions, par four scoring this year is, is probably going to decide who wins it. So my biggest advice would be to find golfers who who play long par fours, who hit their long irons really well. It's going to be a big factor this week. 
PJ, when you look at a course like the Masters and a major event, is it harder for you or do you factor into your handicap golfers who haven't been there? Because when you have that championship pedigree, and clearly when you're talking about major events, you tend to sway or be drawn towards the best golfers in the world. Is it harder to say, here's a guy I really like, even though maybe he hasn't had that major tournament success? Yeah, it is, Jenks. And the guy that this week for me is Max Homa, who I I Mm -hmm. think could, like, in a sense, be maybe this year's Scotty Scheffler. Now, he hasn't had quite the success that Scotty did last season, um, but he's been so good in these early events. He picked up a win at Torrey Pines. Max just hasn't done it quite yet in the majors, and his course history here at Augusta hasn't been great. So he's the one this week where, like, the odds on him are so good for the kind of caliber player that he is, but he just hasn't had great success here. Um, You know what makes the Masters so interesting, guys? It's obviously the field size, right? Only 88 guys teeing it up this week. But when you take out the amateurs, when you take out the Freddie Couples and the Sandy Lyles and obviously the past winners, and really you can throw out the debutantes too, the guys making their first appearance, um, because 43 of the last 43 winners at the Masters have had at least one previous start. So the field is shortened, but obviously they come back to this course every year. So there are a lot of places on that course that can remind you of maybe what you did in the past. Every time Jordan Spieth goes to 12, he's going to think about when he dunked it in the Mm -hmm. water those two times, right? Rory, when he comes back to 13, he's going to think about how he snap-hooked it to the left and he went out of bounds when he shot an 80 on that Sunday. So it's just so fascinating because the field is smaller. Course history seems to mean so much on this course and guys play it every year. So yes, it helps them, but it also can bring a lot of demons back as well. Yeah. So we got to ask about Tiger Woods because nobody has probably a better course history than Tiger Woods. Of course, he is not the Tiger Woods of old, and I think maybe the weather is going to be a factor when betting on Tiger. How would you bet or bet against Tiger Woods this week? It's tough, Chelsea. I mean, I do think he's going to make the cut, but it's minus 200, and I don't want to yeah. lay that juice when <clears throat> obviously we know that Tiger's dealing with so many injuries, and with the weather being what it is, I mean, you could see him possibly withdrawing. I don't think he will just because of the kind of – competitor he is and it's the masters but i don't want to lay that juice and then as for a top 20 and a top 30 the the best of the very best are playing in this tournament as we know the live guys are playing too so it's just tough to see tiger making a top 20 personally i'm not betting him this week if anything the way i do it is wait for the tea times to come out later today and maybe you do like head-to-head matchups in his group or you wait on if he makes the weekend you make you wait till saturday or sunday and bet like a head-to-head maybe you fade him or maybe you bet on him depending on the matchup but that's the only way i would do it is betting head-to-heads with him with his playing partner i wouldn't bet like any top 20s top 40s i wouldn't bet him to make the cut certainly wouldn't bet him to win it because that's not happening but uh yeah I, I mean look i'm just glad that he's obviously playing and i'm excited to watch him again this week he is the host of the brand new show, Send It In. It starts April 10th at 1.30 p.m. Check it out exclusively on Twitch and YouTube and the BetQL app. It is PJ Glasser. PJ, we appreciate it. Thank you, bud. Yeah, thanks, guys. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.